السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today we continue with Suratul Ahzab. Inshallah, Aziz, today we will discuss verses 1 to 6. Let us recap our previous lesson. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Sometimes Almighty Allah gives us the smaller punishment. If you are doing good deeds and then this punishment comes, it is the raf'id darajat. Allah wants to elevate our rank and status because this human being is such that when calamities don't come, trials don't come, then we don't go and cry to Allah. When that happens, then we beg, petition Allah, and Allah loves that crying. Not the bigger one where death comes. If we are involved in vices and sins, Allah forbid, Allah protect us, then it is to teach that person a lesson, come back to the right path. And then Almighty Allah states, what hasn't it become apparent to people that how many nations, generations we have destroyed? So they were walking around in their dwellings and so forth. Inna fi ayat. Verily, there are lessons and there are signs in all this. So remember, afalayasmaun. Why don't they listen? Almighty Allah sends down the rain ilal ardil juruzi ilal ardil yabisati to the land that is dry and so forth. Then you see the grain and you see everything flourishing, the gardens, the lawn and the fruit, the vegetation, everything. The animals are also eating, human beings are also eating. So they will say mockingly to the Muslims, when will this victory come to you? In Guntum Sadiqeen. Tell them it when the time comes for that victory and the judgment. Then remember when the sun rises from the west and all the other signs takes place. It will not benefit the people who are non-Muslim to bring Iman then. They will not be given any respite and extension in time.
Today's lesson, Suratul Ahzab. Ahzab is the plural of Hizbun. Hizb means a party. Ahzab means parties, coalition, and alliances, and so forth. Chapter 33, and it comprises 73 verses, and this was revealed after the Hijrah. We know in the fifth year the battle of the Khandak took place and that is the trench and thereafter you must remember that on that occasion there was a coalition formed. From Makkah Mukarramah we have the Mushrikeen and the idolaters, idol worshippers. In Medina Munawara we have the Jews, the Banu Quraiza and the Banu Qaynuqa. The Banu Nadir, they were expelled already so these two Jewish groups and thereafter we had the Munafikin and the hypocrites. They were trying to play both sides, but again they showed their true colors. And remember that Allah Ta'ala exposed them. So it was coalition of the Mushrikeen, idolaters, and remember of those people who were the non-Muslims there, the Jews and the hypocrites. So all of them put together. And as we go along, we'll give you the details. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, who is very, very gracious, very, very merciful. Ya Ayyuan Nabi, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions 25 prophets and messengers' names in the Noble Quran. And what do we see? That Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, when He addresses them, Ya Zakaria, Ya Yahya, Ya Isa, Ya Musa, but when Almighty Allah addresses Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with utmost respect and reverence to show he is, he was, he is, he always will be Habib Allah, the most beloved, the most precious to Almighty Allah jalla wala in the entire universe and creation. Ya Yuan Nabi, Ya Yuan Rasul, Ya Yuan Muzammil, Ya Yuan Muddassir. Therefore, for me and you, ordinary mortals and Muslims, it's not permissible we just take Nabi alayhi salam's name. Honorary titles must be used and remember that what is that? La tajalu dua rasuli bainakum kadua ibadikum ba'da. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us. That is not permissible for you to address and call the Master salam, as you call one another. I can call you Abdullah, you can call me Abdul Qadir, I can call you Fatima Zainab, so, and you can call us by our name. But Surah 24, Surah Nur, right in the ending, verse number 63, the second last verse, Surah 24, verse 63, Allah Jalla Wala teaches us, لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم بعضا. So you're not allowed to call the master sallallahu alaihi wasallam without honorary titles. Therefore, before the nami nami or after the nami nami, nami nami means the honorable name of the master, peace be upon him. Therefore, say Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam words like that. Ya ayyuhan nabiyu attaqillah O Mustafa habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fear Allah So obviously Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Is going to fear Allah But the message is for me and you Continue fearing Almighty Allah Fil khalwa wal jalwa In privacy and in public At all times, all places, all circumstances 
والمنافقين and do not be obedient to the kuffar, the non-Muslims والمنافقين and the hypocrites these are the people who the enemy see today they are our Muslim rulers and leaders our Arab rulers and leaders 90% of them 5%, 2% maybe 90-95% of them they are boot leak, bootlicking, remember, the people, the enemies of Islam. So many verses in the Noble Quran. Chapter 5, verse 51. Ya yuwalladzina amanu. E iman walo, oh you believe, 89 times Allah has used this phrase. La tattakhidul yahuda wa nasara awliya. Do not take the Jews and the Christians to be your friends and your protectors and so forth. بَعْدُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْدُ They are the friends of one another. وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّهُمْ مِنْكُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ مِنْهُمْ Who befriends them from you, you become part and parcel of them. So it means tomorrow on day of Qiyamah you will wake up with them. الْمَرْءُ مَا مَنَحَبَّ A person will be with whomsoever he loves. And the hadith is authentic in Mishka Sharif Mustad Ahmad. إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا Verily, Almighty Allah is all-knowing and all-wise. وَالتَّبِعْ You must follow immaculately. Wherever the word ittiba comes, remember that you must go to the philology history of it. There is a cow and it gives birth to a calf. So that calf is called tabi' for masculine, tabi'ah, feminine. So if you know about Arabic, so that calf will follow the mother in every walk of life, life in every hook and nook, as we say in English and Afrikaans and so forth. So we have to follow Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa is commanded, what tabi' follow immaculately. Ma yuha ilayk what wahi revelation is sent to you, my Rabbik, from your sustainer, nourisher, provider. Two types of wahi are sent to the Master, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wahi matlu. That wahi which is recited in the, in the, of the noble Qur'an. So the Qur'an will be recited in Salat, Surah Fatiha, Alhamdu. Then the various surahs, chapters, verses. So wahi, that is revelation. Matlu recited in Salat. Wahi, ghair matlu. That wahi revelation, but is not recited in Salat. You can't go in namaz, in Salat and prayer and say, Innamal a'malu bin niyad. So all that you can't say is not permissible. But it's also wahi. Almighty Allah has mentioned it and made it there. Surah 53, verses 3 and 4. So you, Ya Allah, He does not speak of His desires. It is but wahi and revelation that is sent to Him. To Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. See chapter 16, surah 16, verse 44. There Allah ta'ala elaborates and explains this. We reveal to you, Allah uses the royal pronoun as a symbol of respect and reverence and to stamp His authority and majesty and sovereignty. Who can send down the reminder the Quran Sharif? Nobody. So only Almighty Allah. So we reveal to you the reminder the Quran Sharif. Then what? Little bayina linnas. 
Bayan to explain briefly. Tabiin to explain in detail. So you must explain to them in detail. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam manuzila ilayhim. What is revealed for them piecemeal gradually. Wala allahum yatafakkaroon. So that they wonder, ponder and reflect away it. From here we understand that tabiin, that elaborate, elaborate explanation, detailed explanation, that is the sunnah, that is the hadith, that is wahi ghair matlu. So we need to understand the beauty of the Quran Sharif and sunnah. And then we have to follow all Mighty Allah's commands, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then sahaba and awliyaullah. Inna Allah kana bima ta'amaluna khabira Verily all mighty Allah is all aware of your deeds and your actions Wa tawakkal ala Allah Place your trust in Allah So now we try our level best Whatever worldly means we have And then say Ya Allah I'm placing my trust in you alone So tawakkul does not mean tarkul asbab You leave the means You say no Use the means and then leave the result in the hand of Almighty Allah. Wakafa billahi wakila and Almighty Allah alone is sufficient. Hafidan wa muhafida as a protector and one to take care of all the matters and affairs. Now there were two pagan customs. Islam came to abolish it and demolish it. Even three, you can say it's fine. So the first thing the pagans had, you must remember, was when a person was a genius, very, very intelligent, they used to say that person got two hearts in him. How many hearts? Two. So Islam came and abolished that and said, no, every person has one heart. So remember that, that custom of theirs, that tradition, Islam came to abolish. Second one, that in chapter 58, right in the beginning, Zihar, so we discussed it before as well, but nevertheless, so when a husband tells his wife, Ante alayya kazari ummi, that you are upon me like the back of my mother. So how you can't touch the back or the portion of your brother, mother anyway with lust and passion. So now he used to say that in the days of Jahiliyyah, it was considered a divorce and the wife would just be deserted. She couldn't marry. So Islam came and abolished that and said the nikah is valid. But for making this unsavory comment and wrong statement, so you must set a slave free, Muslim slave. There's no Muslim slave nowadays. So then you must fast for 60 consecutive days. If you cannot do that, then you must feed 60 poor people. So that is known as the kafara, as the atonement and penalty. So to abolish that system. Second, so third one will be that they had the custom like the Western world has till today. And many Muslims are caught up in that. A couple doesn't have children, they go and adopt. Then the adopted child is treated like the real biological child. Islam condemns that and says haram. So therefore understand all the consequences, ramifications. مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِرَجُلٍ مِّنْ قَلْبَيْنِ Never has Almighty Allah put in one person two hearts. فِي جَوْفِي Within himself. So within his body. So always there'll be one heart per person. Not two hearts and so forth. So remember that is Sunnatullah. The system of Almighty Allah. Yes, Qudratullah. Allah wants you can put ten hearts and hundred hearts. That is the Qudrat and the power of Almighty Allah.
Thereafter, that these wives of yours, you call them mother, they don't become your mother. Your mother is the one who gave birth to you, and it's haram to use this type of terminology. And those wives of yours, they don't, they, they don't become your, they don't become your wives. Those they don't, those wives of yours do not become your mothers. So So those wives of yours to Zahirun, with whom you have said that you are like my mothers back to me. Minhunna from them to Ummahatikum, they don't become your mothers. Your mother is your biological mother who gave birth to you. Your wife is the one you married her, and to make these kind of statements are haram and not permissible. Therefore, the kafara is explained. So your wives, that those wives to Zahiruna Minhunna, that with whom you made zihar and you said she's haram upon you and so forth, Ummahatikum, they don't become your biological mothers. Thereafter, remember the adopted children. And do not make adiya, da'i. So da'i, adiya is the adopted son, the adopted daughter. So they will not become your biological children, abna'akum. That is a speech with your mouth, you're just uttering it. Tomorrow on the day of justice, that adopted children will be called by their name and by their biological father's name. So innakum tud'awna yawm al-qiyamah bi-asma'ikum wa-asma'i-abaikum. So on the day of justice, we'll be called by our name and by our father's name. Mine, Abdul Qadir bin Ismail. So even if that person is adopted, the adopted father's name will not be called. Therefore, fa'ahsinu asma'akum, choose good names. The hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood, Mishkat Sharif, and various compilations. Wallahu yaqulu al-haq. Allah Ta'ala speaks the truth. Wawa yahdi sabil. And He guides people, humanity, to the truth and the right path. These are the ramifications. Take my example easy. So me and my wife married, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, many, many years, alhamdulillah. So we thank Almighty Allah for all His bounties and favors recurring, showering upon us. So no children, so I go and adopt. So what the Quran is saying, number one, you call them the adopted children by who? Their biological father's name. That is justice by Almighty Allah. So you can give him his own father's name, biological father, or his biological father's surname, all that permissible, no problem with that. Today some people use this to say that when the wives get married, then they can't change their surname, they are missing the point. This ayat is to do for waladiyat, for children, grandchildren who are adopted. And it's nothing to do with the husband and wife, remember that. So for the wife to take a husband's surname, all that, totally permissible, there's no problem with that. Or you want to have a double barrel surname that you take your name, that your maiden surname and your husband's name or surname. So you combine the two and merge it. So that also is permissible. 
So those of you who have adopted children, a child or children, it's haram for you that you use your name or your surname and this child grows up thinking that you are the biological parents. One is against the Quran. Second is deception. Man ghashyana falaysa minna. Who deceives us is not of us. Authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif. And if you got it like that, you must change it. Remember that. It's considered a major sin. What happens now, sometimes we have a child, but we don't know who the parents are, the social worker or somebody, orphanage gave it to us. So Allah says, If you do not know the adopted children, their biological father's name, so They are your brothers in Islam, and they are your friends. So Mawali, plural of Mawla, so they are your friends. So say, Yusuf, the son of Islam, or Fatima, the daughter of Islam, or words like that you can use. So that is very, very good. So the point we are making, you can't be using, remember, the name of the adopted parent. That is not permissible. Now, Zaid bin Harisa, radiallahu an, great sahabi, he was known as Zaid bin Muhammad. Everybody used to call him. After the master, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when this ayat got revealed, so now he was called, you must tell people you are Zaid bin Haritha. Radiallahu an. So he was very, very upset and everybody can understand that. So now his link to the master, sallallahu alayhi wa is no more directly and is Zaid bin Harisa. But they did everything for the love and pleasure of all, Almighty Allah. So the only Sahabi companion whose name is mentioned explicitly in the Quran is Sayyidina Zaid radiallahu Falamma qada Zaidun minha. So it's the same surah, chapter 33, verse 37. So Allah mentioned your name in the noble Quran of Zaid bin Harisa that no person can read the entire Quran Sharif and not take your name. So how Allah elevated him. Second, that this adopted child will not inherit. So the easy way to solve that problem will be that, remember, you bequeath for him. When a Muslim person passes away, then the first thing we have is, remember, burial, funeral expenses. And second one we have is the death of the deceased. And third one will be that the wasiyah to bequeath for none is maximum one-third. And the fourth one we get will be that a person now must share the inheritance, the estate with the heirs. So first, the burial, funeral expenses. Second, the debts of the deceased. Third, remember, will be wasiyah for non-heirs, maximum one-third of the net estate, then the shares of the heirs. Another issue is I adopt a girl. So between me and the girl, there'll be parda hijab once she reaches the age of eight and nine and so forth. I adopt a boy. So from the age of 11, 12, there will be parda between him and my wife because they are strangers to circumvent that and solve their problem. Remember that you, the wife, if the baby is one month, six months, one year, less than two lunar years, then breastfeed the baby and you become the foster mother. So that will solve that problem. So you can solve the problem, but end of the day, remember, in Islam, we don't have adoption like the Western way is now. That, that you carry the name of this, this adopted parents. The child will inherit. There's nothing like that in Islam. Islam is based on justice. Remember that. 
So all Almighty Allah taught us that they are your brothers in religion and your friends. If you open Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa told Zaid, Anta akhuna wa maulana. That you are our brother, you are our friend. Oh, Maulana can mean that you were the slave and remember you were liberated. There are many, many meanings there. وَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جَنَاحٌ فِي مَا أَخْطَأْتُمْ بِهِ وَلَكِمْ مَا تَعَمَّدَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ There is no sin upon you in that which you did inadvertently by mistake. So you broke your salat by mistake or you broke your fast by mistake. It doesn't mean there's no qadha. Qadha will be there, but there won't be a sin recorded against you. Yes, but what laws you violate and trample upon of the Sharia deliberately, intentionally. So that is sinful and not permissible, absolutely haram and not acceptable. Thereafter, Almighty Allah states, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا And Almighty Allah is of forgiving, very, very merciful. Who is Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? An-Nabiyyu awla bil-mu'mineen. We have authority over ourselves. But Mustafa rahmatulil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has more authority over us than we have over ourselves. An-Nabiyyu awla bil-mu'mineen. The Master alayhi salatu salam has more authority upon the true believers bil-mu'mineen amin anfusihim. Then they have over themselves the Master alayhi salam is. Therefore, when the Master alayhi salam says, do this, do that, we must try our level best to do so. And thereafter, what was the condition? So all Mati Allah states were azwaju ummahatuhum, the honorable wives of the Master alayhi salam, that they are the, so the mothers of this ummah. Therefore, we say ummah al-mu'mineen, Siddiqah, Sayyidah Aisha, Umm al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidah Khadija, like that. So that is to show our love, our respect and reverence for the honorable wives of Nabi alayhi salatu salam. And remember, even after the demise of the Master alayhi salam, no one is allowed to get married to any one of them because they are our mothers and so forth. So because of respect, وَلَا أَن تَنْكِحُوا أَزْوَاجَهُ مِنْ بَعْدِ أَبَدًا No one is allowed to marry the honorable wives of the Nabi Sallallahu demise. Very same surah, chapter 33 and verse number 53. So we see that Almighty Allah Jalla wala, is showing us what are the adab and the etiquettes. Now in Islam, when the Master Sallallahu Sahaba migrated to Medina Munawwara, they would inherit. The Muhajir passes away, the Ansar, the Helper inherits, vice versa. But that was a temporary law. وَأُولُوا الْأَرْحَامِ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلَى بِبَعْضٍ فِي كِتَابِ And the relatives and the cousins, those who are the nearest to one another, they will inherit فِي كِتَابِ in the Book of Allah. See Surah 4, Surah Nisa, and remember that there you will find Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us the shares of the A's, Fikitabilla. Minal Mu'mineen for the believers, Wal Muhajireen and those who migrated. Illa antafalu ila awliyaikum ma'rufa. Except if you do to your friends and to your family and so forth some good deed. That is the one third I was telling you about. And remember then the one third and then the 
Remember, welcome the shares of the heirs. So therefore, we shouldn't confuse the issues. So all my states, Bibadin Fikita except if you want to do Antafalu ila that was to bequeath to them. So that will be permissible. And that is written and recorded in the book of Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.